Welcome to another episode of the Bro Decast. I'm Travis. I'm Brendan. And I'm Nathan. In this episode, we'll be heading down memory lane once again. This time, we are looking into the memories of the Christmas holidays. We will have a few guests to share a fond favorite memory of Christmas and discuss that magical feeling that accompanies this time of year. Now, it's been a while since we recorded our last memory episode, so I want to quickly mention that memories happen regardless of what we do. Negative experiences have a particular and lasting power, but parents can counteract that power by attending to the creation of positive memories. During times of stress, those memories help our children and teens remember that things aren't always challenging or just plain awful. As adults, those same positive childhood memories will help them weather the inevitable storms of life. With that in mind, I would like to ask my brothers here if they have a particular Christmas time or memory that they are fond of. Uh, Nathan, listen for, yeah, let's hear from I'll you first. first. So, one of my favorite memories was um, sneaking up to see what Santa brought us as young kids. I don't know. It was always like a fantasy of mine. I'm not sure why. Maybe like my inner ninja or something. I'm not sure what my deal was. Um, I know it was weird, but it was something that I always wanted to do, and I thought it would be so cool to go up and like see what Santa brought before everyone else in the night. And I tried multiple times, like over and over and over again, and I got caught a bunch of times. Like didn't even get close. But one year, and I can't remember what year it was. I was really young, if I remember right. I actually did it. And so to give a little background, we all slept downstairs in the manager's room. You have to get, like, cross this concrete floor past the fireplace, and, like, mom and dad had their bedroom door open. So you had to get past that and then up the stairs. And the stairs are super squeaky. Like, like I could hear, like, if you guys uh, remember this too, like, remember in our bedroom is, like, the boys' bedroom, you could hear the parents walking, like, mom and dad walking up the stairs from our bedroom, and it was on the other side of the house. Oh, I totally so, remember that. Yeah, so if you're on the other side of the house, it's really not that far away, so. <laughs> yeah, 30, 40 feet, whatever the dimensions were. But anyway, they're super squeaky. But I made it up, you know, got all the way up the squeaky stairs, and then you got to go around the corner of the kitchen and through the dining room, and the living room is directly over top of mom and dad's bedroom so it's not like i could like go walking across the uh the living room so i just had to like peek in um and just see what i could see and i just remember that it was right next it was like the reason i remember it is it was a hot wheel set like a track with the loops and everything and it was using a table and one of the kitchen chairs to like make a cool little loop loop lamp down the floor and i could like clearly see it like because it's in the dining room and I couldn't really see the rest of the the room. And I was like, dude, I am so pumped for these for this Hot Wheels set. And I like I could see all the other toys. And I was like, the lit Christmas tree really like messed with everything and like made it super magical. If that's I don't know, just it made it hard to see too and like glamorized everything. And so even more tricky than getting up the stairs was getting back down the stairs. I'm pretty sure like I army crawled across the floor like, both ways, like, in front of mom's room, and I'd, like, be so slow. But anyway, I made it into bed, and I was, like, so pumped that I actually did it. I snuck up and saw, like, what Santa brought before anyone else, and I was so excited about that. And then Christmas morning comes around, and we go up there, and I'm like, dude, that's the Hot Wheels track. Like, heck yeah. And I remember, like, staring at it, like, thinking to myself, where do I even start? And then 
mom was like, Nathan, what are you doing? And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm going to play with my Hot Wheels. And then she was like, that's Travis's. And I was like, what? <laughs> and you know how, like, the stocking sits right next to it. And the stocking was on the other side of the table from where I was standing. And I didn't see the name written on the stocking. I just assumed it was mine. But the stocking totally said Travis on it. And I was like, what the freak? Like, I thought this was mine. And mom, like, no, you're just over here. Look. And, like, took me around the tree, like, on the other side of the tree where I wouldn't even have been able to see even if I, like, poked my head out, you know, around it. And so it was super funny to me that the one year I actually made it and snuck in to Christmas morning early, I still didn't get to see what I actually got. I was still, like, bamboozled. And I thought that was, like, a little messed up, but, like, super appropriate and karma, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I, uh, you know, think about that story, Nathan. Um, I remember that mom used to make us Christmas jammies. And if I remember right, mine were always, like, a very light-colored <laughs> I wonder if it was so that they could see me when I was trying to sneak up as well. Um, <laughs> but uh, similar, I had a very similar experience that you had. This one was a later year. Um, cause I remember this was a few years after the Hot Wheels track because I do remember that. It was fantastic. But we were, uh, you and I decided to sneak out together. We made it past like, the freezer and the washer and dryer. We started up the stairs and I was on like the fourth step and you were just starting on the first step and Dan's like, hey, get back in bed. And I just pretended that I didn't hear him and that I didn't exist and that I wasn't there. I remember you feeling kind of guilty and so you turned around and walked back to bed <laughs> and I just stood there for like another, it seems like five minutes, it's probably only like 30 seconds, but I stood there for a long time in my mind and then went up the stairs again when I figured everyone else had gone back to sleep. And just like you said in your story, I got to the edge of the kitchen and to the dining room, and I knew that I couldn't step over because where mom and dad's uh, bedroom was, they would hear me walking on it. So I peeked around, and I remember the tree being so fat. Like, maybe it's because I was so little. Like Nathan said, the colored lights, they kind of make it hard to see what's going on, and they glamorize everything. And the only thing I could pick out, like sitting on the couch, is clear out there that Santa dropped off, was like a set of binoculars. I'm like, oh, man, Dad got a new set of binoculars. And I make it all the way back downstairs. And I remember telling you, because you were still awake, I was like, hey, Dad got a pair of binoculars. That's all I could tell you. But when we got up to the top, it ends up being that those binoculars were were like a little video game called Sub Assault. You like held it up to your face and shot torpedoes at boats. And it was mine. I totally thought they were Dad's binoculars. Yeah, that's so, funny. so I can totally relate to that. for you. I don't particularly remember you sneaking up all the time, Travis. But as far as reoccurring Christmas memories go, for me, all sleeping in the same room, right? All the siblings sleeping in the same room is one of those. And then I feel like every year Nathan was like trying to sneak out to to get a peek at presents, and it was just interesting to me because I don't know. I still don't really know where that drive comes from. To be honest, I I was. Because me personally, you know, I was content to, like, wait until Christmas morning, you know, <laughs> to see what I actually still, brought me. I so I just think it's funny. From it. Well, I know you do. Cause yeah. I remember when when you Travis giving you a Christmas present and you were, like, filling it and, like, rubbing paper and charcoal over it to figure out what 
like shapes it was or something like that. Yeah, yeah the old anyways, paper yeah. Shit or, yeah, or even like Chris asked you go through like some pre-dire lengths to make sure like I don't find out. I don't know what it is in me, but like I have like a very anxious, like it's like an anxiety thing, I think, actually. It's just like a drive, right? It's just a drive to discover, I think. <laughs> I don't know. You sort of mentioned like there was right? Harriet the spy. You wanted to be a spy all the time. Uh, did. <laughs> but no, I, I remember Nathan trying to sneak up all the time. I only did it that one year that I remember. Um, that was funny that you're successful. But, like one try, one success. I was like one for 20. Yeah, one and done for me. Yeah. I mean, you were you yeah. were trying to sneak up when you were 20? Yeah. He's still trying to sneak up. No, I still, like, I try to snoop, you know, with, like, Krista's and, like, with Krista gets me something, I still, like, keep what you get, you know, like, she, and she's good at it. She, like, changes her Amazon password. She, like, she Venmo's money <laughs> to her sister and then asks her sister to buy stuff on Amazon to get to her house. Like, Ooh, that's smart. She has to go through pretty, yeah, she has to go through pretty great lengths so I don't, like, snoop. That's funny. I just figured the next good. time I have you yeah. for Christmas, Nathan, I'm just going to give you whatever it is unwrapped to hand it to you. There you go. Like five days early. <laughs> no, man, I'll give it to you the beginning of December, but you can't touch it until the end of December. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, anywho, that's funny. Brendan, do you want to share? Can I jump in again? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, jump jump right in. My, my memory? Yeah, I just wanted to say yeah. one more thing like in, re- in regards to Nathan's memory. I remember one time trying to sneak out with Nathan Wright. And I, you guys, maybe Nathan has similar memories to those two experiences because he's younger. You're the oldest, Travis, but you didn't have this experience. But when you're a younger brother, you want to be like your older brother. We were at Grandpa Bruins one time for Christmas one year. And it's funny because the living room is right outside the door we all slept in. But I remember pulling out that mattress that was under the bunk bed uh, and sleeping on it, but I remember Nathan. I remember Nathan army crawling under the bunk bed to get to the door, and I was trying to follow him. And I think Mom and Dad must have caught us there again too somehow. I think that, that was the one the bunk time because you were like, "I'm coming." I was like, "Go away! You're gonna give us. You're gonna give it up." Yeah, and that, like my head was poking out from the bottom of the bed, and Dad opens the door. He's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I'm like under the floor, yeah. I'm under the bed, on my stomach, like arms. That actually like, sounds oh, accurate. <laughs> So you couldn't pay me to crawl into that bed. There were so many spiders in that room. Oh. <laughs> well, Man, well, that was just well, a Christmas present. Yeah, room mistake, room I'll crawl through anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you will. So that was, that was my one experience trying to go on an adventure with Nathan for Christmas time, Christmas Eve night. Yeah, I forgot about that one with you, Brennan. I'm really glad you remembered that one. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. But uh, anyway, oh, as far man. as the memory that I – that I wanted to talk about for this particular episode. It was kind of hard to pick uh, a memory because I remember Christmases with Grandpa Bruin, Christmases with the Heaton family. But one of my favorites is, and you two I'm sure remember this, but Mom just makes such good bread, and she would make bread every year to just to give away, just as a gift to take to people. And I don't know if it was part of her. This is before the ministering days, right? It was home teaching and visit, visiting teaching. But I remember one year she started making bear-shaped bread loaves. They just looked like they looked like uh, stuffed bears, right? Stuffed animals and uh, teddy bears. I'm sure if I remember, yeah, teddy bears. That's the word. <laughs> but I, if I remember right, we just called them bread bears. And she, I thought mom was way clever to doing that. And we, 
this is funny, right? The memory is that we knocked and ran a few people where we just left the bread there on their porch, knocked and ran. And it was funny because nobody else makes bread, but it was just mom. So everybody knows who's leaving it. But we were, I think it was the Prestons. And I don't know if one of you two were with me or if Justin, I feel like one of you at least was with me. And we knocked on the door and then we just, we ran down the stairs across the road and there's a little bit of like a little canal across the road and a bunch of snow had been pushed up onto the edge of that. And I remember jumping over. I felt so cool, you know, running probably in my oversized hand-me-down boots, snow boots. They were probably like Travis's a year, a few years back. And <laughs> we like jumped over this snow pile and watched him open the door and grab the bear. And then, uh, and then we had to like trek across the sunny side cemetery. If I remember right to get to the truck, cause I think my dad had parked on the road that goes to the high school. And that was just so cool to me, just her mom making those bears and delivering them to people. Just real quick, I remember we delivered one to, I think one of the first years we did it, we delivered it to Doug Tallis, um, the janitor at the elementary school, Mr. T. Uh, Which, by the way, he's the reason why I'm called Mr. T at school right now. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) I remember that we dropped that off to him. And then a couple of days later, he told mom that he had like epoxied it or like resined it. So like he didn't even eat it. He just covered it in an epoxy so it wouldn't decay or mold or anything. So he could just have this bear that mom made him. What That's so funny. I remember with that same one, like, cause brother Preston, right? Like it was me, you and Justin, like that were doing that one. And so we ran across the street, jumped over the snowbank and we were like sitting in the snow for like a minute like and we're now we're waiting for him to come to the door and they had a bunch of little kids and they come out and they're like dad there's a bear and they're like they're all freaking out the whole family is on the front porch and they're like talking about it like i wonder who left it and like you know and and they go back inside and then yeah. like brother preston like comes back outside and looking around the driveway and like the kids keep looking out the windows and we're like gosh dang like if you they don't go away and stop looking like we're not gonna make it out of here like we had, it felt like we waited in the snowbank for like a really long time Forever. before they stopped like searching for us, which is funny because <laughs> I'm pretty sure they could see like the three sets of footprints running through the snow across the street. But maybe like but probably and we offered they really didn't see us or something. But we were like, just stop looking for us. Like we need to go. We have like 50 more pieces of litter. <laughs> I just wonder if I was on my mission at that time, or maybe I was at college and wasn't at home that night. I think you were in college, like not quite on your mission. We were in college. So, yeah, we were pretty young. Or you could have even been at, like, maybe there was, like, some sports thing in high school because it was, yeah, we were young. Do you, when was the last time you guys did a knock and run now? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Years ago, man. Yeah, it's been a long time. The time that you tried to do it and, like, the the lady called her husband who was a police officer. She was like, somebody's knocking on the door. When the hell yeah, that, was like, that was like three years after the Preston's in the Bay, I bet. <laughs> that was still when I was at home. But that's the reason well, I yeah, you were old enough to drive and stuff, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I was at that, that point. 16, 17. But so I was just yeah, that thinking point. back about this story. Because remember, I remember like in later years, mom would like label them from the helpless, you know? And we'd still want, like, yeah. can we please knock and run? Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. And then dad, I remember like, dad was like, "That's stupid. Like, 
Joey Knock and Run if you want to be anonymous. Like, it literally has our name on it. Like, please. <laughs> He'd always let us we know. It was just such a fun activity. Yeah, but I yeah. I try to, like, let the girls knock and run, even as four-year-olds. And it's, it's a, it, you know, all the stuff we drop off, it usually has our name on it, whatever. But, like, watching the girls, like, try to knock and run is, like, super funny. And also, you can tell they're having the time of their lives. And I, like, I really appreciate that I can, like, pass it down. Last time we did it was actually this summer we dropped off some soup to some friends and they knew it was us. Like, Crystal texted them and was like, hey, we're bringing this by. And I was like, girl, do you want to knock and run? And, like, Adelaide forgot to close the door when we drove away and stuff. We were, like, driving down the street with the door open and they're, like, squealing. And, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I hope Having that becomes a lives, tradition huh? for us. Yeah, I hope that becomes a tradition for us. And it, that was really That's neat hilarious. that mom and dad let us start that. <laughs> Man, now I'm missing some bread. Some nice warm bread. Yeah. Um, I'm missing the knock and run. It, I've got the same excitement of sneaking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to uh, move on to my memory real quick. Unless you guys have another question or another comment. No, about no, those. Go for it. Great. So one of my favorite memories I turn to most often when I think about Christmas memories is one year we were at Grandpa Bruin's house. And, uh, and I don't know if this is the same Christmas because there's like two tied together, but, uh, we got laser tag guns, the four oldest boys. Uh, Spencer wasn't born yet. But I remember that Justin and I got the orange or the red team guns, and Brendan and Nathan got the green guns, and they had the sweet goggles that hurt your head because they didn't actually fit. So they had, like, a heads-up display, and it would tell you whether or not someone was shooting at you or if someone was nearby or if you had someone in your sights. Uh it was so much fun. I remember we were all trying to run around outside. There was no snow, but it was still really cold and, like, wet. And I just remember, like, we were all trying to hide behind the same retaining walls to shoot at each other. Um, we ended up taking those to Dad's classroom one year. It was the same year. Uh, it was, like, the end of term. Dad had to do a lot of grading. And so he let us come to the school with him. And we ran around the school at night just with these laser tag guns. I remember being shot by Nathan because he was using the mirror to bounce his laser. And I was like, how is he shooting me? I thought you were um, shooting me with the mirror, and I was like, what the heck is happening? <laughs> maybe. Maybe I'm I thought I was like shooting that. people in the mirror. I think we I all got it at one point. <laughs> it was a gigantic mirror. Uh, but I remember that just being so much fun. I remember we used it, like, year-round. remember good uh, laser tag games in the summer. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Do you guys remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, I do, yeah. So cool. I was going to say, in fact, I wish I still had – I wish I had taken better care of the toys that I got for Christmas. And that's one of the ones that I wish we still had. I know they make laser tag guns still, but, man, those are cool. Yeah, they don't make them like I used to, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. but those ones were – I still have mine, actually, with the headset. And I have a radio I picked up at some yard sale that went with it. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they had – we got the guns, but then the company – later on was selling radios that went with it and also they had a bigger like rifle because ours were like kind of pistols that you held with both hands but they, yeah. there was another set that was selling like rifles that were super long and they had grenade launchers on the bottom with like a nerf football and they like emitted a laser in a like certain radius like and an so, EMP like, <laughs> yeah like an EMP but like laser tag EMP like it was a it's actually pretty interesting. Like, I look at laser tag games today and think back about the one that we had, and I'm like, 
man, that's nothing compared to what we had back in the day. <laughs> like, because we could play capture the flag, we could play like it was like Halo in your hand, pretty much. Oh yeah, you could play. Yeah. Uh, what was it? it? Wasn't King? It was because you had like bodyguards and a king, but the king couldn't shoot anybody. He had like one life bar, and then you could assign bodyguards and then a team to attack. Uh, that one was kind of a crazy one. Yeah, um, we never really played that one because we couldn't really figure ever figure out the. And they're only four. Yeah. Do you uh, remember like this is kind of so just along with that memory, Travis? I I don't know if this kind of stuck out in your guys' in your mind as well as part of this memory, but I just remember thinking, oh man, those things took they used so many batteries. It was really probably all like eight to eight, eight, but yeah, but that was so, so many, many batteries. batteries. Um, and it's like ten pounds, so like two pounds of batteries in this little laser tag gun. It was so awesome. And we played um, with them like until the, they ran out of batteries. And then, like, we couldn't play with them. We'd ask mom and dad, like, can we get batteries for our laser guns? They're like, those are expensive. And we'd have to wait a month or two. And yeah. then mom and dad bought batteries again. And then we'd play with, like, like, play with them like crazy for, like, two straight weeks. And then they'd be out of batteries again. We're like, can we have more batteries? And so, like, it's <laughs> like, the only time we, like, weren't playing with them is when we had to wait for batteries because there were so many of them and it cost so much to buy, like, to get it set up. Oh, again. yeah. <laughs> it was so much fun. Too there was a Costco back then. It's like wrapped up in the same memory, though. I think it was the same Christmas. Um, Nathan might be able to correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember these Christmases as if they were one. Uh, Nathan got this super nerdy game called HeroScape, and you were, like, begging me to play it with you. And I'm like, that's so stupid. It's so nerdy. I'll never play this game with you. I just remember you being so sad and heartbroken that I wouldn't play with you that it melted my stone heart. And I was like, fine, whatever. One game. But after that one game, we're like, let's play again. Hey, let's play again. And I'm asking you, hey, do you want to play HeroScape? Hey, do you want to play HeroScape? Yeah, like, we played every Sunday for a long, long time. We'd like go and sit on the floor in the office every Sunday and play HeroScape. <laughs> yeah, and if I was smart, I would have bought my own set back then because they were only like 40 bucks. And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, man, I want my own set of HeroScape. And I go, after, go on eBay and I buy it for like 120 bucks. And it's even like, I'm like, dang it. <laughs> yeah, for real. And it's, that's like a very, that's it. I'm pretty sure that was like a different Christmas than laser tag. And the only reason I say that is because that was like a super humbling Christmas for me. Because I remember just how, you know, things go. Um, I remember like going to Walmart, like the old Walmart, you know, like back where Sutherland is now. And I'd like find that, find that game. And I'd be looking, I just stare at it, you know. And I just like just read the back, and I'd go to the library at school and and go on HeroScape.com, and and just I was like obsessed, like pretty much obsessed with that game. And I'd like just ask mom all the time, like, see, like, what do you want for Christmas? I was like, I want this game, like HeroScape Master Set, like this is what I want. And I remember her making like hints often about like Nathan, like that's pretty expensive, like I don't know, like. <laughs> Like, I don't know if Santa can make that this year, you know? Like, it's a new game. and she, There was multiple comments about that, and it was interesting. Like, going to sleep that night, I almost convinced myself that, like, there's no way I'm going to get that game. Like, you know, Santa... The Santa pulled through. Game. Yeah, exactly. Like, and it's... Like I said, it was really humbling because, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. Like, I, like, jumped out of bed and was like, holy cow, like, Santa actually did it. Like, I got Hero Skate Master Set. And then I was, like, so pumped. And then after, like, the initial 20, 
minutes of dopamine, like, went away, I looked around, and I was like, I think Santa Claus made some really big sacrifices this year to make sure I had this one thing. And I was like, like I said, I was, like, really humbled by it to know that, like, Santa cared a lot about me, and he made some pretty big sacrifices to get that to me. And I've Good never thing forgotten that. Yeah, exactly. And then I was just going to say, that's, I mean, that's one gift. That's one gift that you've used, like, maybe not every year since then, but but quite regularly. You know what I mean? Oh, man. And, uh, me and Krista still so play definitely, today. So it's like paying for itself and, and creating memories, right? So. Oh, for sure. Like, in, and on a whole other level, like, that one gift, like, started me on a path of, like, board game yes. addictiveness. <laughs> and, like, Travis was saying, you know, like, that, that HeroScape set was 40 bucks back in the day, and now it's 120 on eBay. And then looking at my collection now, I think I've, I've counted it up one year, and, like, when it was that old, I spent close to $500 on building up my collection or receiving it as gifts. I can only imagine, like, what – though I think it was only, like, three three fifty. $350, like, on HeroScape is what I spent, like, in my lifetime. But with the, the pay increase and the uh, how it's a lot more rare, like, it's actually almost an investment. Like, if I lost my job tomorrow, I know I could pay, like, I could definitely pay two house payments by selling my HeroScape collection, all thanks to Santa back in 1990-whatever, you know? Like, pretty cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Before we jump to the next section of our agenda here, uh, Nathan had a little – no, in here that we didn't quite get to. Do you want to share that other memory? Oh, for can, sure. You can't, uh, you can't stop me from talking about Christmas memories, man. I love them. Yeah, well, regale um, us. Yeah, and I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm talking a lot, but I get excited about this stuff. But um, so, like we said before, we all slept in the same room. There was always Amanda's room. And this year, I think I was a little bit older, but we had the, the twin beds, the twin bunk beds, and – I was super lucky. I think it was the first time that I actually got to sleep on a bed instead of the floor. So I was pretty pumped. And then, like we were talking about before this, I thought it was me and Justin on the top bunk, but Travis thinks it was me and him. Um, and it, it could have been either one. It was a long time ago. I can't remember. But I remember, what I do remember is I was on the wall side, and then Travis or Justin, whoever it was, was next to me. And I remember, like, waking up. And, like, just looking at the ceiling and being like, oh, I bet it's not time yet. And I, like, looked over, and then I'll just say it was Travis because Travis is pretty positive. Travis was, like, on his back and rolling to his left, and he was inches from just rolling right over <laughs> off the bed. And I was like, oh, no. And so I reached over, and I couldn't quite grab his, uh, his like, arm, and I grabbed the sheet that he was under, and I was holding the sheet, and I was like, leaning back holding them you know because i was just a, i wasn't that big you know but i wasn't that small either i can't remember what age i was but i was holding them and he's like vertical on his shoulders <laughs> um and i'm holding them back with this sheet and i'm like what do i do like i don't want to yell out to like wake him up and i kept on like calling out like travis travis like dude travis you're gonna fall and pulling back on the sheet and then while i was trying to figure out what what to do about like getting him in the bed his uh his left shoulder, the one that was, like, pivoted, um, that was uh, based on the mattress, started to slip off the corner of the mattress, and he just disappeared. And I was just sitting there on top of the bed holding onto the sheet, and I was just like, 
oh no and i had all these images in my head of like he's gonna hit his head on the dresser on the way down and there's gonna be blood everywhere on christmas eve and he's gonna land on someone and he's gonna like bust a lip like oh man i think i just ruined our christmas and i was like so scared to even look over the edge of the bed and i finally like looked over the edge of the bed and i remember specifically it was like brendan and christelle that were sleeping right up against the base of the bed and they were both sleeping on their backs and travis had landed right between them like his head like on one of the pillows and his head right between their heads no one busted lips no one even woke up no dressers were hit and i remember like looking over the edge and be like oh my gosh it's a christmas miracle like <laughs> no one died and then i like sat back on the bed and i was thinking to myself like i get this whole twin bed to myself <laughs> on christmas it's a it's a second christmas miracle <laughs> yeah a second christmas miracle because that if you knew our situation growing up in beds that's like if it was bigger than a submarine bed then you shared it with somebody and so i like started this out <laughs> yeah. on this thing and i was like this thing this is the best christmas eve i've ever had in my life like being probably the only christmas you didn't try myself. to sneak upstairs <laughs> yeah i think it was i think dad actually put me on the top bunk because he knew it'd be harder for me to get down that's yeah. funny <laughs> couldn't believe i got to sleep on a bed all by myself that big <laughs> i do remember waking up discombobulated like why am i on the floor and not under a blanket and everyone was telling me they're like dude nathan pushed Travis off the bed and i was like i told the story and i was like no this and this and this happened they're like I don't believe you. I think you just pushed Travis off the bed. <laughs> it was probably just karma because I remember pushing you off the bed. <laughs> a few times, I think. Oh, yeah, no, unfortunately. I can think because you were on my magic carpet. We were trying to fly on the magic carpet, so I pushed you off the top bunk. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> uh, oh, man, that's so funny. Anywho. We're going to jump to another section of this uh, this episode. I did get to interview Melody about some of her experiences and memories about Christmas. Uh, so here you go. All right, so here I've got Melody with us. How you doing? Doing good. Nice. Doing good. <laughs> so, so for this particular episode, we want to talk about Christmas memories. And I, I know it's hard to to specify one memory. It's like a quintessential Christmas moment. But do you have any memories of Christmas and what makes it so special to you? So some things that I remember with Christmas is my family would always kind of gather together in the same room. My siblings and I would all sleep upstairs so that nobody could come from downstairs to see that Santa had come <laughs> and so we'd all sleep upstairs and my siblings would usually wake me up <laughs> so that I could go wake mom and dad up at like five in the morning because I was the youngest and so they're like oh we'll send Melody in <laughs> to go wake say, mom is and that dad like up. the whole puppy dog guys kind of situation <laughs> yeah they would send me in to get them up so that we could go open presents uh, one thing that I thought was fun my family did Christmas morning is we would get to peek in before we went in as a family and so my dad would take one of us in at each at a time and so we start with the youngest so I was always the first to get to see what Santa had brought and then I'd go back around the, the hall 
around the corner and then my dad would take all my other siblings in. So that was just kind of a fun moment <laughs> that he kind of let each of us have that moment to see what Santa had brought and then we got to all go in as a family and then open presents one at a time. That's cool. That way you're not rushing in. It's a free-for-all. Everybody just starts looking at what Santa gave them real fast. That's that's pretty cool. I like that. Are there any traditions that you have that go around Christmas that started when you were young that you have a fond memory for and you'd like to continue going forward? One tradition that I really enjoyed was going to look at Christmas lights on Christmas Eve. Uh, nowadays, not everybody has Christmas lights up, but it's fun to go to, for example, in Cedar City, They have, there's a Candy Cane Lane. So I think that could be fun to continue going to Candy Cane Lane to look at Christmas lights and just kind of continue that, that tradition of having a night where we go look at Christmas lights, whether it's on Christmas Eve or a different night around Christmas time. And I love to see the, the nativity scenes and see how people have brought the actual meaning of Christmas with Christ into their their Christmas scene with their Christmas lights. Their decoration. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I think we talked in one of our previous episodes about Christmas movies and Christmas songs, just about how during the Christmas season there's more goodwill on earth towards men. And I think that's kind of a, a nice way to share the gospel with others. Your, I don't know, just the good word without right. being too pushy. But yeah, I think that's really cool. Uh, do you have any other memories or stories you'd like to share? One thing that I did love doing growing up is going to Christmas parades. I remember, and this was just like right after Thanksgiving, we'd have Thanksgiving on Thursday and then they have a Christmas parade that Friday actually both in Beaver and up in Salt Lake. If we were up with my family, they would do a Christmas parade in the day. And so I get to hang out with all my cousins, which wasn't very often since I lived three hours away from my cousins. And we got to watch the Christmas parade. Some of my cousins were actually in the parade and that was just kind of a fun memory, being able to have that moment at my grandparents' house. And then we go to my grandparents' house and have some hot cocoa and donuts for breakfast and it was just kind of a fun thing that my mom's side of the family did. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I uh, I have never been to a Christmas parade, but uh, I hope to see one <laughs> someday. That's awesome. Thanks again. You're welcome. You know, I remember in that interview I was talking to Melody and I told her that I'd never heard of a Christmas parade, but it's as soon as we were finished with the interview, I was like, wait a minute. That's what we did a couple of years ago. I think Evelyn was like two, and we took her to this tree lighting thing, and there was a parade. It was freezing cold and miserable. We had to wait forever for Santa to show up to turn on the lights um, and help her light. So I like it every year. And I was like, oh, maybe that's why I don't remember parades, because they're so stinking cold by the time they do them. <laughs> yeah, well, we never fun. did. <laughs> did we? Did they ever have them in East Carbon Sunnyside? Because we didn't. Like, we didn't go to Price when we were growing up, except for... Now that Nathan mentions it, I think we went to the Helper one once. I think we had, like, a little thing of popcorn and a... I think there were fireworks, even. Yeah, and then that was... Huh. If you guys remember, right, that was the one year, like, Mom took us to the store, and we all had enough money to buy digivices. 
No, dude, that was a shop of the cop. We got digivices for Christmas, man. No, like I remember having like a digivice. What? We never never did shop of the cop. We did Spencer's wishes. There was uh, Spencer's wishes. No, we did shop of the cop or Spencer's wish, whatever it was. No, whatever it was, because that's when Justin got the Game Boy Advance, and And that's a whole different year. This was much. Brendan got Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Nathan got a teddy bear for the lady who was helping him shop. (laughs) <laughs> I got everyone a gift, every other person a gift, and then I think you also got the person gift. who was shopping with you a gift. Yeah, I definitely didn't know how that crap worked. I was miserable. Yeah, that was miserable. <laughs> anyway, back I to thought, the back I thought to the we got big devices for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Parade. <laughs> yeah, the parade. Like <laughs> I remember, and I could have a bad memory. Who knows? But I remember we all got big devices because we all like saved up enough and we bought them. And we were all, like, shaking them at the parade. And I remember, like, our hands were, like, freezing, and it wasn't even fun to play them because we were so cold. And then we, like, I think we it was the exact home. same night. I think it was the exact same night that we did the Spencer's Wish. No, because after then, Spencer's Wishes, we, like, drove up to Grandma super quick. I wish I kept a journal back then. It would make things so much easier. Yeah. Me too. All I know is that Wait. I still have my Digivice plus one. <laughs> Probably mine. Well, <laughs> I would like to ask mom and dad, like, which part of these are accurate? Like, or what do you remember about this? Like, you think they let me sneak upstairs the one time, or like, yeah, I bet they you didn't know, sleep at all when they at Christmas Eve night when we were growing up. They're probably like, yeah, Man, I've already got after him five times. Might as well just let him sneak up. I'm so tired. Just let him sneak <laughs> up, yeah. Or like, I'm pretty sure they watched me sneak. They're up probably like, they make it. Say so they probably went upstairs after you went up and saw the. Hot Wheels set and swapped stockings, so like it was probably supposed to be yours. And then they were like, "We're gonna give it to Travis just to teach him a lesson." <laughs> <laughs> that was a good. I've never had a bad Christmas. I've had a Christmas where I was a butthead. Never a bad Christmas. But back, uh, back, to, back to Melody's interview. Back to Melody's interview. I like you know we're talking about sneaking up stuff and like remember we talked about how the Christmas lights distorts everything. And I was thinking like that yeah, is such yeah. a cool tradition that her family has about like letting everyone peek just a little. You know, like starting from the youngest the morning, guys. Yeah, the morning of Christmas. And so that way they would – I bet Melody had very similar experiences to what me and Travis had when we were sneaking like almost every year, which would is really cool, actually. I think that's a really neat tradition. Just without the high really cool having the Grinch come and take your Christmas away. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought that was really cool, too. And I think – I want to say this just so <clears> – <throat> people who are listening in the future know uh, Melody's from Beaver, right? So as far as as far as parades go, Beaver has a pretty cool lighting, like a lighting ceremony and parade right after Thanksgiving, right before Christmas. Um, but yeah, like you said, she's also the youngest of, <clears throat> of eight kids. And so her experience is different than ours, right? The three of us. But yeah, I like you said that you said that, Nathan, that they had that opportunity to peek. And I also thought it was funny that they, similar to us, all slept in the same same room. And then it was really interesting that she said that they all slept upstairs where her parents slept so that nobody could sneak upstairs. That's hilarious. <laughs> I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I thought that was really was, interesting. This is a little unrelated, but this year I was putting at the twins to bed. I think it was like four days ago or something like that. And they said, I said something about like Christmas morning or something and, they're like, yeah, we're going to catch Santa Claus. And I was like, Adelaide said it to me. And there's a bunch of things Adelaide does. And I'm like, oh, man, like, 
I bet that's how mom and dad felt when they were like when I was four or five. Because she said so many things that I said. I remember like Adelaide saying that to me. I'm like, oh, dear heavens, like I can't believe I have to deal with this. Like, <laughs> and that, you know, because mom and dad had to deal with me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's what I get. Thanks a lot, Adelaide. Karma. <laughs> karma. Yep, karma. Karma. I'll switch your stock that's around. Funny. That's funny. That's <laughs> funny. Just real quick, we're going to kind of shift gears a little here. I have another question for this episode. So we'll just keep this in kind of a short and sweet section. But like, what? What makes the holiday season so special to you? Uh, Brendan, let's start with you this time. Lots of things, right? Uh, the first and foremost is just being able to spend time with family. And it's just quality time, you know what I mean? And we're doing things that we don't do all the rest of the year. We're, I don't know that we always sing songs every year, but we're singing songs. We're listening to good music. We're eating all the good homemade goodies. Uh, and as I've gotten older, the uh, giving gift has become a a huge deal for me and I, I remember I know we're not necessarily doing memories at this part but I remember when I had Spencer for Christmas one year when he was still really young and he wasn't all into the electronics and video games and stuff like he is now but I remember I think I was in eighth grade or ninth grade and I just went into the, the shop and Mr. Fincher let me go in the shop and I cut out a car and a truck and I put wheels on them and I painted them and I, you know I sanded them and I painted them and that was so much fun just working on that to give to somebody. And so that's just one of my favorite parts of this season that makes it special. So I just want to say ditto. Those are all fantastic. What about you, Nathan? Um, So I want to piggyback off of what um, Brennan said about the, like, it's different time of year. You know, like how often do you, like how often for real does the radio stations, like, change the type of music they play? You know, there's it's the one time of year that you get Christmas music. It's the one time of year you get a Hallmark movie. It's the one time of year, yada, yada, you know. And I think there's something very psychological about it as far as um, the lack. Sorry, let me put this in retrospect. So the year, you know, you're just coming out of summer, good times, awesome. Then you start going to school, and, like, that's a little stressful, yada, yada. And then all of a sudden it starts getting darker earlier. It starts getting colder. And it's just like you're almost you're forced to go inside, and then it's just kind of fitting, I think, that the darkest part of the year um, is when we focus so much on bringing light to the world. Like the church literally has a program called Light the World during the darkest part of the year. For us on the northern hemisphere, Christmas in Australia is way different, <laughs> but I almost feel bad for them, you know, because they're missing out on that end of things. But just, like, the abnormality of normal life. Like, it's not go to work, come home, all that stuff. It's go to work, come home, do Christmas activities with my family. It's just the abnormality of life. And then also this neat thing we do as humans where, hey, it's really dark outside. Like, we start to get seasonal depression, lack of vitamin D. Let's fix it with this banging holiday, you know? Like, I love that. <laughs> and then time with family. Like, it's yeah. going to be like a total focus on family, um, which I think is just one of the coolest things ever. No one talks about that during the summer. Like, everyone is with their family. Everyone always loves their family. But something about Christmas time just is family. It's like one of the main ingredients of that. Yeah, I completely agree with you guys. In fact, just today, we're recording this on a fast Sunday. We had, like, three testimonies today born on the exact uh, topic 
and why they love Christmas lights because they're lighting the world literally um, during the darkest and coldest nights in the Northern Hemisphere, like Nathan said, um, and figuratively to bring in the light of Christ, which is one of the reasons I like this season so much. Um, it just seems that most people, their hearts are softened, and we finally get a chance to, to look outward towards others, especially in this day and age. Like, it's so easy to fall into the me, me, me trap. And in Christmas, this season is like, oh, there's other people around. Hey, I want to help them out. And I just feel like Christ is so much closer because there's a, a concentrated group of individuals, so Christians throughout the world, who celebrate this time of year as a time when their Savior was born. And I think just all that goodwill is a way to help buoy us up. As Nathan was saying, too, that, you know, we have this banging holiday in the middle of the dark winter. Yeah, and uh, and family time. That was one of mine as well. Just a special time. I mean, as kids, we were always fighting. And now you guys are like my closest friends. So it just, but even when we were kids, Christmas time was a good time. We weren't fighting too much. Yeah. All the time was a good time, but Christmas well, we was a really good time. Oh, yeah. What was that, Brendan? I'd say we couldn't fight or we wouldn't get pregnant. <laughs> I know. That's probably what, that's probably what motivated us. But still, <laughs> the right. actions were still the same. Now, just kind of heads up for our listeners. Um, we batch recorded a few of the next episodes. And in an effort to not give anyone, like, interview burnout, we did not reach out for very many of them for this episode. But I want to take the time to invite whoever is listening to this episode to have a conversation with your family afterwards or your roommate or your friends and just ask them about some of their favorite Christmas memories and kind of what makes this time of year so special. Uh, have that dialogue. It's amazing and it helps buoy you up and helps bring that light of Christ into your life. And better yet, if you have a writing utensil and a journal, now is the best time to start writing them down now that you have those memories brought the forefront of your mind. As Nathan says, he wished that he took better journal entries uh, as a child. Me too. Now is like the, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, and the second best time is right now. So might as well start recording some of those memories. And, and once again, like... Can I point something oh, out, Tress? Please do. So this is, I don't know, kind of a, a stretch, but like the journaling, you know, definitely like record your memories. But especially for those young ones, like let's say... For me, anyway, with uh, Sydney and Adelaide and Asher, for that matter, they're definitely not going to keep a journal, but they're definitely going to have cool memories. And so, like, what's it going to hurt if I write down some memories for them um, in the years to come until they start their own habit or something? And so, like, to all the parents out there, like, hey, maybe consider, like, if not for you and your posterity, like, at least write it down for your kids. Absolutely. Or everyone has a smart device right now. At least record them. Do a lot of home videos. Save them to the cloud somewhere. Yeah, photos, videos, yeah. you know, just record it. Be in the moment and be present, but, like, these these times are worth remembering. Amen. That's all I have to say. In fact, we can just end the episode now. That was perfect. Yeah. yeah. I'm down <laughs> with that. No, just kidding. we got a few more things to go over. Uh, the oh, first okay. of which Yeah, is... I want to see these. These are actually pretty cool. <laughs> At the time of recording this interview, I had not yet interviewed Justin. This seems like the most appropriate location to insert this interview. After the interview, we'll jump to the memory episodes portion where we address a question that is sent out on the family thread. Well, hey, Justin, um, 
a couple of days ago, I sent you that text asking what a favorite Christmas memory is that you might have. In fact, <laughs> at the time of the recording, we didn't know Dad was going to ask the same question on the thread. So maybe you've had some time to think about it, um, or maybe you don't have one specific one. But what what is a favorite memory that you have about Christmas? Well, it's not that I just have one favorite memory or anything. Just all the things just around Christmas time that I remember, or just whenever we were at home, we always all the kids stayed in one room, which was downstairs, in the girls' room, and slept together, and then waking up early to go open gifts. But and then we every few years we'd go with the extended family, and once in a while we went to to a family cabin or just out. Went to another family member's home that was big enough to house everyone and stuff that way. It's just, those were the times that I just remember just always being together that time of year and stuff. But there's also the memories of, I was always sick around that time, uh, Christmas time and everything until about the age of 14 uh, when basically Nathan and I basically had the same virus. I don't know the, the exact name of it. But they kind of nicknamed it the Christmas tree virus because it forms like a a Christmas tree pattern rash on your on your body and stuff, mostly the back. And then ever since that, never been sick around Christmas. But just when you've been sick for so many years during that time, it's kind of like uh, I don't really enjoy this time. But I still enjoy Christmas. It's just getting together with family and opening gifts and just remembering waking up early five o'clock open gifts and then just play with our toys and whatever gadgets we've gotten that way. Um, and then wearing our one outfit that we get from Santa Claus and then heading up north to, to grandma's or south to grandpa's to, just to go be with family that rest of the Christmas holidays until the new year and school starts back up. That's awesome. We mentioned most of those as well. I don't remember um, you and Nathan getting sick uh, with that rash. I wonder if I was, I probably was out either at college or on my mission when you were 14. And see, I would have been 18. And so, yeah, I would have either been in Price or on my mission. But I do have a question. Maybe you can help settle this debate. Um, Nathan and I can't quite remember the facts very well. But do you remember who it was that fell off the top bunk one Christmas night and just slept on the floor? Was it you or was it me? Um, well, depends on the which Christmas. <laughs> um, there was a Christmas <laughs> we stayed down in or <laughs> there is a, a Christmas we stayed down in Orderville with Grandpa Bruin and stuff where we had the red uh twin over double and then had the mattress underneath where you and Nathan slept on the Mattress on the floor, Amanda, Tammy, and Christelle slept on the bottom bunk, and Brenda and I slept on the top bunk. And I remember I fell off the top bunk and fell on the floor and then ended up just climbing back up onto the top bunk. Um, I don't remember um, if there was a twin or double down in the girls' room or if it was just the, the straight twin over twin. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've fallen off the top bunk several times, and I, who knows? who it would have been. Yeah, because Nathan time. thinks that he was sharing the top bunk with you, and for some reason I thought that he and I were sharing the top bunk. And he just remembers 
waking up and seeing me, well, you, one of us, sliding over the edge and uh, trying to save us but not actually saving us. <laughs> you probably uh, want to put you to yourself. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but I remember distinctly waking up on the floor and being like, what on earth? I slept on the top bunk. What's going on? But that's funny. Um, it's probably you that were sleeping on the – it was probably you that slept on the top bunk then, uh, if it was the twin over twin, um, just because me and Brendan, we always, we slept on the floor or slept in the bottom bunk with Amanda and the other girl. That's girls. what I was thinking. That's just because we were thinking. small enough that way to, to squeeze in there. <laughs> That's funny. And uh, one of the other memories that we talked about a lot was the Christmas that we got our laser tag guns. Do you remember that Christmas? Not exactly. <laughs> well, I, we were down at Grandpa Bruins when we got him. And I just remember we were running all around the front yard and that little retaining wall in the in the doghouse just playing laser tag all the time. And I think that uh, when we got back home, it was end of term, so Dad was doing homework. And we got to go run around the halls of the high school playing laser tag Uh Oh, and shooting in the mirror from the downstairs yeah. up, up yes. above. And like, how the heck are you shooting me? And we're like, we're using the mirror. <laughs> yes, we so. actually talked about that specific experience. The same thing. It's funny that all all four of us remember that so clearly. Um, oh, so, and, oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying that was a fun time. Wish the school was still there, just having a single hall and always using the swimming pool for family home evening. <laughs> oh, yeah. I miss that a lot, too. Man, we should do an episode about that. That would be good. Um, I do uh, have a question, another question for you. Um, just besides Christmas memories, um, I asked why – what makes the Christmas season so special to you? Um, some things that were mentioned earlier um, between our interview with Nathan and Brendan was, like, the goodwill towards men – and just kind of a magical time of year. Do you have anything you'd like to add or any new insights on what makes Christmas this time of year so special? Um, not so with like a lot of people have different views of Christmas. Um, except that a lot of people associate with like, oh, Christmas is the time of year we get gifts and and toys and stuff. And then other people are like, no, Christmas is the time we celebrate uh, our Christ and Savior and what he's done for us, his birth. Um, and just in the later years with with where I work and everything, uh, my supervisor at the time, um, he's always saying, he never really wanted gifts for Christmas. He's like, why do, I, why do I need a gift? It's not my birthday. And so he was kind of against the things, like why are we giving gifts to other people when it's not even our birthday? To celebrate it and it is just kind of like yeah that's true and everything but it's the thoughts of hey what did our savior do like he gave us a gift on his birthday he gave everyone the gift of his birth and and then his um his ministry here on earth and, and everything that he was doing that way to bring basically um salvation to the world um but not following with that stuff. It's just 
the other memories I have of Christmas and what we used to do was mom always made those, made homemade bread, loaves of bread, and, and then occasionally made some uh, bread bears. Um, so bread just shaped of bears with rolls as, as their ears and hands and feet and a little belly button and a nose. It's a fellow, and we always go deliver those to uh, ward members that we thought could use the, the uplift in the time of year, especially with those that didn't have family that lived close by and always came and visit. So, I don't know, it was just, so I guess my memory of other than getting the gifts and stuff was actually going out and and being able to be a light uh, unto others, other people's lives by, by sharing mom's not necessarily talents, but desire to and love to cook bread and and go share those. And we always, even though it, it was a special time of year, we we occasionally made some fun with it by doing some knock and runs yeah. during that time, depending depending on the age of the recipients. <laughs> yeah, we actually that mentioned way. that, and Nathan made the comment. Maybe it was Brendan. I thought that it was kind of funny looking back that. Uh, we would knock and run with the Christmas bears when it was totally obvious that it was only us that made them. <laughs> so they yeah. would totally know who was doing it. But yeah, we were, we mentioned that same thing and we, we love that too. I love, uh, mom's talent for making those bread bears. Um, they're pretty special. Yeah. And I don't think she's made, made any in the last several years and stuff. Um, I don't know how many of the other siblings actually have mom's bread recipe or, or make homemade bread, for that matter, other than me. Um, I know I haven't made homemade bread for in like a year or so. Yeah, well, we don't but, we don't have mom's recipe. We do a little bit of sourdough, but that's awesome that you do that. Are you going to make any – now because of this conversation, are you going to make a, a bread bear and share it? Probably not. Um, we're actually going to – Caitlin picked up some, some ingredients to do some, like, cookies in a jar type of thing to do for our neighbor gifts that is awesome. that way but i might make some loaves of homemade bread and maybe go take it to a few people and stuff that way well that would be awesome you have to let me know how it goes when you do that well hey again thank you so much for doing this interview with me um and we'll catch you on another episode and the question this time around was you are stranded on a desert island you wake up with only two items. What are they? Excluding satellite phones. Um, and I sent this out in the email, and I got a couple responses. Uh, Nathan, I have a few assigned to you. Would you read yours and then uh, Krista's and Cammy's? Yep. So mine is a machete and flint. Um, main reason just being, you know, like, I think a knife is like a little too small, but a great sword is a little too big, so I think a machete would be perfect. And then I don't know how to make fire without, you know, without the fire stuff for it, so I'd want flint. And, yeah, it, that's, all I, that's all I can really think of, you know, like bare necessities. Um, Krista, because <laughs> I love her answer, says, a pillow and a good book. Mama needs a break. This sounds like vacation to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Cammy says, her two items will have to be a pocket knife and a water bottle, probably. Just one water bottle. A water bottle, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a water bottle. Not, not even a full water. water bottle. Yeah, just a water bottle. Just a reminder of what's surrounding her island, right? Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> I also enjoyed Chris's response. That's hilarious. Christelle or Cammy got like a bottle, a bottle of nothing, or a jar of nothing from Nathan for their birthday as a joke. I thought one year. So I thought that I gave it to a few people actually. Just a uh, water bottle. She just wants a bottle of nothing to remember Nathan by. Uh, yeah, because when you ask someone, you're like, what do you want for your birthday? They say, oh, nothing. And then I give them like a mason jar with a sticker on the outside that said nothing. And then they'd be like, what the heck? And I'd be like, you asked for, like, you said you didn't want anything for your, you said you wanted nothing for your birthday. And then I'd give them the real gift and take the jar back and I'd give it to the next person that told me they didn't want, they wanted nothing for their birthday. <laughs> I probably should have a Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, let's move along. Brendan, you're up. Will you do yours and Christelle's? I will. So I chose, I said I'd take a Catadyne water filter pump. It doesn't necessarily have to be Catadyne. That's just a brand I have. And a fishing rod. So I just chose those two because I'd like to always have fresh water and the rod to, if we're surrounded by water, I'd assume there's fish so I could catch something. I didn't think about how I'd cook the food. So I might have to rethink hey, that. Sushi. And then, yeah, everybody loves yeah, sushi. Yeah, not everybody, but I like it. And then Christelle says, unlimited fresh water and a lighter. So, but the lighter's not unlimited either. It just, and when it's gone, she just has water. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's hilarious. I think you're the only one that did the fishing rod, Brendan. Yeah, um, I'm the I, smartest of the bunch. Probably. <laughs> so, I also was on the same wavelength as Nathan. I said a machete and a magnesium ferro rod. Which is pretty much just like a fancy flint and steel. It just has magnesium on it. It helps things light on fire easier. The same reason for the machete. I mean, a knife would be fantastic. An axe would be pretty cool. Let's smash them together and get a machete. And that was my, my thoughts. Amanda decided that she would want sunscreen and a water filter. Uh, another water filter. We got some, some survivalists here. And my all-time favorite, this is mom's response. Uh, the two items she would wake up and have with her on this deserted island is solar fairy light and dad. So there you have it. She's got her priorities straight. Uh, oh, yeah. Silver lining. Think about it. Dad's like a Swiss Army knife himself. So she, he, she'd probably be better. It's funny yeah. that she'd probably be better off than the rest of us. <laughs> probably. <laughs> as long as dad's got his, got his leatherman with him, which he always yeah, does. as long as dad has a leatherman and a machete, he'll be fine. <laughs> oh man well hey thank you for spending your time with us everybody and uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode now we're going to move on to the final portion which is recommendations uh, Nathan start us off yep so mine is Freelancers it's just a short little series there's actually two seasons out now the guys from Studio C from BYU they graduated BYU and then they started their own channel on YouTube called JK Studios and they made two seasons of a dumb little show called Freelancers. It's just super funny. makes me laugh. reminds me of Napoleon Dynamite, just more tasteful and better written. And it's super funny. You should check it out. Awesome. I do enjoy awesome. them. They're pretty funny. Yeah, my recommendation because of the season and time of the year is Mickey's Christmas Carol. Might, that might not actually be the exact title for the movie, uh, but it's Disney's version of A Christmas Carol. You got Scrooge McDuck and Donald plays Fred and Mickey's uh, the poor assistant that works for Scrooge. Cratchit. And, uh, yeah, Cratchit. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's a really good short Christmas film. And the Christmas, A Christmas Carol is just a great 
story. And that's a good way for uh, the younger generation to enjoy the story. So. Absolutely. I enjoyed that one as well. And it is uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol. That's, that's the official title. Okay. My recommendation is a nugget. Uh, it's kind of like a children's play couch. It was a little bit of an investment, but we have loved every second of it. We were trying to train Evelyn to quit jumping on the couches. And so we bought this kid's couch, and they can jump and roughhouse with it and do whatever they want to it as long as it's not on our couches. It's been amazing ever since we've had it. So recommend it. Nugget. Look it up. It's pretty cool. So once again, thank you for joining us. I'm Travis. I'm Nathan. And I'm Brendan. And this is us. Signing off. I think there's a delay between what I say and when you guys hear it.